When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello there. It's showtime. What is this, trick-or-treat? Did I do that? Welcome back, Radical Ones, to another episode of the Radical Retro Rewind Podcast. As always, I am your host, Radical Ryan Hunter, and I am joined once again by my friend, the movie geek himself, Rob. Welcome to 2022, Rob. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Good to be back. This is the new year. Does it feel like anything (laughs) new so far for you? Not really. Uh, I I think this is pretty standard for (laughs) a new year in LA. Not that it may be different in different cities, but for me, yeah, nothing's really has changed. Just another year has gone by. Let me tell you, Rob is still on his game with anniversaries because we have a 25th anniversary today with 1997's Spice World. And Rob always getting those movies when they're about to have an anniversary, a celebration. <laughs> well, we're off about two days, I think. But yeah, pretty much this is the 25th year. Okay, Rob, to the main event. There's more like it. This January. Would you like an hors d'oeuvre? No. But I'll have one of these pie things. Make your choice. Oh, I like the blonde one. No, 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 no. Sporty. Rock your world. And spice up your life. With the Spice Girls. Spice World. Yeah, but can they act? Um, blah, blah, blah. Um, girl power. Feminism. Do you know what I mean? When I say the words Spice World, what comes to you immediately? Right off the bat. Right off the bat, 
is leader of the gang right off the bat. Okay, a very memorable scene for me as well. Yes. Now, you you were talking about the movie, right? Or the album? Ah, uh, great question. Now, Spice Girls movie from 1997. There's okay, like certain yes. scenes, I feel, when people hear Spice World, the Spice Girls movie, over the years, there's certain scenes that stick out. And I feel like, bam, bam, bam. Yeah, no, leader of the gang. I walked away from that movie so pissed that they never made an official single to that song and everyone wanted it. I mean, talk about LimeWire. I was on that thing searching for any clip of this just so I can listen to it on my Walkman and like it was leader of the gang. I was like, where is the song coming from? And I want it now. I was so mad. We needed, we needed an album. Spice World, the album was kind of the unofficial soundtrack to this movie, but we needed these songs in full too. I wonder if they actually did record that song in full or if it was just what they did for, you know, that scene in the movie. I still can't look for it. It's still not searchable but then again this movie isn't even searchable in the u.s so crazy so right off the bat as we're doing this the first problem was it is not available anywhere for streaming so rob you had the dvd yes luckily luckily i have the vhs that's sitting next to me i had to go the illegal route allegedly to get this movie. And I see the DVD is out of print too. Really? Oh, that's really interesting. I'm actually surprised this movie didn't get more copies around this um, anniversary. And to come to think of it, like back in May, you know, three out of the five girls had already said yes to a sequel to this film. Yes. And they were trying to they were trying to search for writers, but I don't think it's really picked up since then. But yes, I I, I saw the same thing. Like the last thing was about of 2019, but they are saying it's still going to feature all of them and have new songs and vice versa, old and new songs and be a cartoon where they're superheroes. Did you read that? No, I missed that part, but I mean, yeah, again, it just it just begs the question why more copies wasn't made for this. Maybe it's at their official store to buy. I don't know. But yeah, that that's unfortunate that people won't be able to kind of look this up. I saw a lot of people saying, where is this to show my daughters? <laughs> like, I, it's the next generation now wanting to show this to their kids. I love that. Yeah. This came out during the height of the Spice Girls mania that we both lived through. For someone who didn't live through that time, can you kind of just explain what this was? This was the second wave of, I guess, the British invasion (laughs) with music. Well, I mean, I can only go with my experience. So I worked at a movie theater at the time, so I had clear access to this movie And on my very first day off, I went and saw it because, you know, you could see movies for free there. And I was so excited. I was so excited. I wish I can give you memories of what I was thinking when the movie first was announced and the trailer and everything like that. But man, watching all of these little kids come to the theater to see this movie, it was insane. It was like, you know, watching a Disney film and whatnot and just having parents take their kids to go see the Spice Girls. And 
I loved it. I thought it was a wonderful experience. And, you know, I'm just so glad this movie was made. Like, with with all the merchandise and things that they were doing at the time, it just made sense for a movie to be made about them. But what I really, really like about it is that they didn't just pull out a documentary or guest star in a film that was about people experiencing the Spice Girls. It was literally about them and the Spice Girls played themselves and made yes. fun of themselves and they were self-aware and they were goofballs and they laughed and like their friendship and their sisterhood like I'm getting a little corny here but at the same like they were so tight at that moment and like I don't even know I mean yes mo- the movie was scripted but it just seemed like this could go on if they just put a mic in the front of their face and just let them have it but the idea of just 90 minutes of the Spice Girls is genius it's genius like they could have done any pop artist out there to get their own movie Crossroads that had the same sort of mentality but Britney didn't play herself and that's okay right, right, you know, there are a right. lot of artists who kind of go through their you know their career and then it's like well they need to try acting or let's touch a new you know market in the entertainment media and it just made sense to just give everybody what they wanted which is 90 minutes of Spice Girls and their music you know this movie isn't winning Oscars or anything for writing but at the same time it's like we didn't need any of that we just wanted 90 minutes of them on the big screen doing what they do and with all the interviews and footage that you have of them just literally having fun and living up into their personas. It's just so crazy that they were able to pull this movie off and just have such a fan base that's 25 years later still kicking. I just think that's, I just think it's good. But this is basically a scripted documentary slash concert, honestly. And I don't know, did you purchase any of those like concert DVDs that they would come out with? They had one in Istanbul and I can't remember they did one other city where they had like a a, a huge DVD special or whatever. Like, I, I got all of those. I remember not buying one of the concerts, but I swear that I remember a pay-per-view concert that my parents bought for me that was one of those ones that it was recorded, but you paid the pay-per-view kind of price for it. Uh, you mentioned earlier Disney, Rob. So I don't know if you saw this in anything, but Walt Disney approached the band about making a film and they turned down Disney's offer as they did not want a Disney-fied quote-unquote script about a young single mother of one of the girls fighting hardships to form a band. Can you yeah, imagine? So, they, so I, what, they wanted to tell their story or something? Is that what we got with that kind of flashback to when they were in the diner at one point before they're famous? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, look, I, I'm a bit biased because I absolutely love this movie. But again, you don't need to go into such heavy writing in order for us to enjoy them on screen. Maybe there was unlocked potential there, but at the same time, this is all they needed to do. I, I They didn't need to do any more than that is just play their music and just watch them have fun together. That's like they, they seriously, when the five of them are together, they just do the most incredible things. And I, you know, 
you know what's funny? Like, I'm this much of a fan. Like, it kind of, like, hurts a little bit every time that I see them doing projects by themselves. Like, if I were to ever watch America's Got Talent and I see Mel B doing her own thing, it just hurts. It's just like, why aren't you with the other girls? Because when you guys are together, it's so good. You know, Emma Bunton, she just judged on um, UK's Drag Race, and she was an amazing guest judge, and I love her, and she still looks great. But it's just like, where are the rest of you? And it just sucks that they're not together. We never got that second reunion concert in the States ever that they did the last one. No, but I was lucky enough to be able to watch the concert on on YouTube. They had their entire concert on there and I finally got to see them. Because yeah, I never experienced them when I was younger because, you know, back in the 90s, it was yep. it was very faux pas to be a man and like oh my God. Girls, that especially was one of the things, yep. Especially a black man, you know, like I was brave enough to ask my group of guy friends to go to a concert with me because lord knows them bitches listen to a song or two but yeah, you know course. it's Looking not back, right but it's not right to go to a concert you can't admit or you can't put money towards something like that because it just wouldn't look right so i unfortunately was not able to see them when they were popular and here and you know it was a 40 minute drive to the dome and i couldn't go because i had no friends that would go with me i was i remember this i was what is this fifth sixth grade they must have came out and i was terrified at anyone finding out that i listened to the spice girls oh. it was like uh it was like you were gonna die if, if some i can't believe it but oh no everybody knew i liked so i didn't give two shits they can call me whatever they want but at the same time you know i didn't have friends that embraced them the way that i did i would say like the general consensus of the school uh, out of your friend group you were a boy you would be made fun of but let me tell you i had the lollipops with the stickers I loved it. I was, I loved it all, Rob. I was there with my little portable CD player in the back of my parents' car, dreaming out the window like I knew what these songs meant. <laughs> oh, God. So anyway, to get back into the film. So we get this monkeys-esque TV show. And dare I say, Rob, this is the precursor, which it is, to S Club 7's future TV show. Because we have Simon Fuller, who is also the manager of S Club, and his sister Kim Fuller, who wrote the S Club shows and the Spice World movie. So this movie is the template for the S Club 7 series, I think. Yeah, it's a nice formula. And again, I think if these artists are enjoyable just being themselves, there's no reason to put them in scripted roles, you know, just have them be themselves. Have them be themselves. It gets the people to, it makes you feel like you, you're you you're in on it and you know them and it's better than them not playing a character. I agree, like the Britney thing from Crossroads. So the song that we get in the beginning, Rob, right off the bat. I always love the intro to this movie. We've always gets me hyped. Yes, um, my two favorite Spice Girls songs of all times is still Say You'll Be There and Too Much. It, th those two songs are just amazing. You know, it, it's kind of like a concert too. It's just like, what do you start with? What do you do to just let everybody know like we're here? Like Too Much yep. was just so good. And it's the official song tailored to the movie because their video had clips of the movie in it, right? So this movie needed to start with Too Much. So Too Much comes on and it's the silhouettes it's the big spice world name and all these colors and like our theater was just clapping their asses off they were so happy but then you just get them all you know you introduce them all and they introduce them by their names and not their personas yes. which i also love but then you know they open up at this concert and they're all dressed in white looking 
fucking gorgeous and it's just the right scene it's the right tempo and it's just them and you listening to them sing this song and it, it's such an amazing opening it's a great way to start this movie i love this scene so we get that and then the next song we get is this over scenes is do it and this is when they're leaving the concert to go to the bust and this is when we're introduced to the spice bus their manager the assistant and we get roger moore at the time i'm looking back at this i remember this movie being so wacky and i knew at at that age that it was a crazy movie that it's kind of all over the place but actually 25 years later it's got a solid plot it actually flows better than movies i've seen after this that have been criticized for being terrible movies so i'm shocked that it's wacky in these scenes like roger moore popping up that every time he pops up there's an animal and he says these weird crazy things and the bird will fall and whatever the case is so we're introduced to all these characters so what do you think of i love this each girl we know right away what their niche is based on their spot in the bus <laughs> sporty's working out her little skinny arm there with her weights posh is trying on outfits you know everyone's got a babies in pink on a on a, a swing it's this we're putting you in this is your character this is all that you are but <laughs> But it works. It works for the movie. So I have to say, um, the you're absolutely right about the plot. I think that it has a very natural flow. The idea of just spending five days with the Spice Girls and what they go through is also just sort of a look into what a popular musician or girl group goes through throughout their day-to-day -day lives as they're working. And so, like, it makes sense for a plot to be like this. And so, yeah, let's show you the fans. And... What I noticed this time around is I noticed there were boys in the in the crowd as well as girls, which I thought was great for them to highlight. Also, this was the pivotal moment that you are given sort of the exact type of comedy that that is going to be presented in this movie. Because, <laughs> I mean, yes, it, it it's meant to be a comedy. It's for kids. But they are now messing with the perceptions of reality at this very point. Right. Everything is cool. Everything is real. It's down to earth. Everything could happen. Then we get the bus. And I don't oh know about God. you, but when I was younger and never been on a double decker, I always wondered how much room was actually inside of one of those things. <laughs> so it seriously makes sense for them to walk into this double decker and not only have it be completely huge, like a gigantic mansion inside, but they are oblivious to the fact that it makes no sense science wise, like mathematically. <laughs> this I is not it. possible and it's just the most natural and casual thing ever that they have all this room in this bus and so now we've hit either not even parody possibly like a smidge of spoof yeah but we are now in this territory where they can honestly do whatever the hell they want from here on out because they've broken reality that that's just the end of it and so, plus we get Meatloaf. Meatloaf as our bus driver. Like, that's Fiber. so random. But he's in it, and I love it. Everyone, now, I feel like there's so many, a lot of, of course, stars of the UK at the time. Some were worldwide, of course. But everyone, I feel like, is in this movie. And, you know, at the time, I didn't know who Roger Moore was, especially out of the context of Bond. So when I saw him, I don't think I really knew who he was right away. But I think the stirring comment gave it away. And I was like, oh, that's Bond. When the rabbit of chaos is pursued by the ferret of disorder through the fields of anarchy, 
It is time to hang your pants on the hook of darkness. Yep. Whether they're clean or not. But from name alone, I had no idea. But a question for you, were you, I I guess I already know the answer to this, but are you curious if they had kept it more grounded and realistic? Or do you like the fact that they just honestly did whatever they wanted? You know, when you're a kid, you probably look back and you want everything to be, oh, I can't wait. I want this to be so hardcore and hard and tough and blah, 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 and a drama. But rewatching this last night, Rob, I'm so glad it's this. Okay. I'm so glad that it is this. So pick a song at random. What's what's one of your favorite Spice Girls songs? Well, here I go. A mush. Viva Forever. I love. You want to give me chills? Viva Forever. Really? Okay. Love Viva Forever. Okay. I'll be waiting. The end part. So this song was playing during the flashback scene. And so this is when we get sort of a look at where they were in the beginning before all the popularity and the money. Not to say that they were corrupted, but their goals were very simpler back then, right? What did you think of the looks that was given to them to make them look younger? I mean, all of them had shorter hair. I thought Jerry, Jerry and Mel B looked the best as pulling off sort of a younger version of themselves because their hair hadn't grown out to the fullest that what they had but did victoria have a wig on or was that her actual hair because i couldn't tell i think it it could be a wig now that you mentioned it and emma kind of they just gave her these like over but they put her in a uniform, like a school uniform but it was really baggy so very cute scene i do love that and i think also their first single being positioned really well in the movie like towards the end you know it's like yes that was the first hit but it's not their featured hit it's not their smart so i love the fact that it was tied to a flashback rather than finding a reason to play it somewhere in the present um i don't know why the demo version they call it the demo version version. (laughs) now did you notice that the pizzeria guy is the father from the witches bruno's dad you know why i didn't holy crap that's him the one who wants jazz and all of his music (laughs) well here he goes he's getting these girls going he was the person that got the spice girls to be what they are today so i thought that was a really cute scene what was funny though is that i went to a midnight showing of this in san francisco a long time ago they showed this i couldn't believe how many fans went out for this movie and so we had a lot of people. No, actually, this was in Seattle. This was back when I was still in Washington. And during this scene, when they're all meeting randomly at the same time at this old building, and they were like, what do you do? What brought you here? And then Victoria goes, same, same as, you. as you. What are you doing here? What are you doing here? Same as you. Yeah, I and always just, remember that part. And then they s- you. suddenly just look up as if they didn't know how to transition from that line onto like reminiscing. <laughs> Our theater laughed so loud at this line and just the way that this scene was carried out, it was so funny. But it was just something to look forward to and I was like, I'm not the only one who thought this scene was very awkward. (laughs) I don't know how many times I've much watched it because Rob, I'm quoting, I still quote this movie till today like in my normal life, but I'm literally saying the words as they were saying it and I did not know that I had that level of (laughs) memorization to this movie and it scared me. Yeah. <laughs> the little Gucci dress, the little Gucci. I literally, to this day, I'll be sitting there in an airport, I'll just say random, and I'll think of Victoria. I never know what to wear. The little Gucci <laughs> dress, the little Gucci dress, or the little Gucci dress. Oh my 
always the same. I never know what to wear. Yeah, it must be really hard for you, Victoria. You know, try and decide whether to wear the little Gucci dress, the little Gucci dress, or the little Gucci dress. Exactly. I know. Why don't you wear the little Gucci dress? That's a good idea. Thanks, Sam. If any time that I say, like, if I'm, like, ew or something, I'd be like, ew. Just like Mel B. <laughs> when she's looking at her, you know, that, that ugly Steven. fish. Yeah, Steve. <laughs> yeah. And then you've got this ugly loser one. That reminds me of my ex-boyfriend, Stephen. Ugh. <laughs> what about how she says, how's the baby? The way she says that, I love that. <laughs> how's baby? You know what I baby. you know what I use a lot is okay, so it's when they're playing chess and she goes, I'm gonna take this fairground horse and stick it over here, sort that out. All right, well I'll move that fairground horse to there, sort that out. I use sort that out all the time. Do you? Okay, that's yeah. great. I that's sort great. that out all the time. All right, what's another song? What's another song that you absolutely love? Oh god, I'm looking at the list and I love everyone. Okay, um two becomes one. <laughs> Two becomes one. Okay, so this was not. <laughs> this wasn't featured in the movie. It was. It was. It, it was a. It was a song in it's the background. One of those, yeah, it's one of those background. Like we're giving you the song. Yeah, but it was really cute though. It was cute though because it was brought up over um, Alan Cumming, who is in this. I love this, and I was questioning whether his chest hair was real, and then I was reminded at the end that it was fake, and I was like, "Oh, it's called a comedy chess piece or something." I had no idea, but I just thought that was funny. But yeah, Alan Cumming being in this was awesome, and you know he gets one ticket to the publicity party. And he's like, "Tonight is the night when three become one." <laughs> so <laughs> with these two cameramen so we got a lot of cameos during this scene i don't remember everyone off the top of my head i'd have to look it up but one that stood out in particular of course is jennifer saunders she shows up out of nowhere and then you know she, and you know she <laughs> she didn't know what a manta ray was so oh my she god it was a I designer but then i love yeah these are mentory glasses but i love how she's like oh my god i'm talking to a spice girl she goes i know Ew. what do you think about mentorates oh yes uh, marvelous design of mentory i love mentory these are his shoes. These are Manteray's shoes. These are, his, these are his glasses. I love that, that whole party scene. Who else did we get? Everyone. Like, that was the scene that they kept going to different people in the room, right? I don't know him by name, but he does look familiar. It's Bob Geldof. I want to say he's a very famous musician. Uh, he, that's the one that Scary did his hair for him and put him in those buns like hers. <laughs> I also love Scary's zebra print suit in this scene. She is so beautiful yes. in this scene. I love this. But did you also notice the drag queens who, who who walk us into this scene? And everybody always thinks it's them, but it's not. But yeah, they were total drag totally queens. Totally went this. over my head as a kid. That was in this movie. <laughs> But we get this interesting B-plot story about Nicola and her being pregnant. And, like, at this moment in the movie, she feels like she's left out. And she's Nicola! not... Nicola! <laughs> <laughs> That's dramatic. Dra- I, know, I remember that. Dramatic. 
But she's not a part of this whole thing. Not like she wants to be famous, but she just feels like she's not because it was a group of six and then it just turned to five because she wasn't in the group. So I don't know. What did you think about her storyline and just sort of just like this somber idea of like, oh, you know, my boyfriend's left me. I'm here doing the single thing. And, you know, her feeling left out. They didn't really they didn't really touch on that but i guess she felt a little lonely i don't know what do you think about all of that you know what i'm assuming now looking back it's probably that's supposed to ground us in we could be one of the spice girls friends kind of thing this quote-unquote nobody look they're grounded enough you could be still friends with the spice girls and they and she's like the inside look to this world but honestly i could have done without that subplot and i could have done without even the i mean we'll hit on it but the subplot also with the spy i know why it was there i guess if i had to take the two i'll take the baby because we get the bus scene i'll take i'll just say that for the bus yeah no that bus scene was great yeah that overlapping of so we have was that simon fuller was that him like always given those like those pitches for a movie so it was funny like producer trying to pitch an idea for a movie and then his idea for a movie overlaps with whatever is going on right now so that's so that's to say that when they are on their way to albert hall to make it on time was all of that real or not yeah because he does say the manager right because he's like you lied yeah (laughs) but then they do come yeah so but there's never really yeah breaking the wall kind of moments yes but again this shows how zany and childlike that this movie are and that these girls are and that they didn't take themselves too seriously and even pointing out like having a bus jump a bridge and then george went he goes oh my god that's going to be expensive and then they show a toy bus going like and who cares who cares i did not need to see this bus jump a bridge they literally took a toy and just been like oh it's doable that's what's actually the charm of this movie because they did do that and it, it's okay in this universe and it's but a, and Victoria's driving like, it. But in them acting like, oh yeah, let you know, we have to jump the you know, and they like pull back and be like, oh my god. Also, there was this little thing during that scene too that I absolutely love because when you're when you think of a girl group, especially anybody over four, you're always trying to pinpoint all of them. Like, okay, there's scary, but then there's Victoria, and then there's like, oh, what's the last one? Who's left? You know, like you're always trying to be like a count them all. And so when he was going, he was like, Mel B, then she trips, <laughs> then Emma C, and then she trips, and then Emma, and she goes. And then he was like, one, two, four. Oh, yeah, that's right. Victoria, she's driving. You know, it's just like you want to make sure they're all accounted for because there's so many of them. I think that's smart. It's simple, but it's smart. Damn Sunday drivers. I, it's, oh, I, it's I, I it's say only that Saturday. Saturday. <laughs> Sunday drivers. It's only Saturday. Don't know why. Still quote it. Oh, and Rob, <laughs> Victoria with the aliens when they see the aliens and then she says they were in green cheap. What do you mean aliens? You know, aliens from out of space. They had these little squidgy faces. Yeah. yeah, and really cheap green coats. The aliens with the fishes that squish. That's just the reality that we're in. I always aliens called them. Come down. I always called them like they were troll dolls that were hot. They were, right? They were troll dolls, right? I always thought the same. What about say you will be there? 
unplugged oh version. Oh my god, I loved this version of Say You'll Be There. And I love their um, sort of intro. Remember when the audio was silent oh, and it was yes. just them laughing with each other? And my god, again, Mel B and her looks in this movie is insane. But the way that her hair was braided the whole time with her big giant bomber jacket, like... All of them look so good. I love this rendition of this song. This is the rendition I wanted as well. I wanted that instrumental breakdown before the song started. I wanted this version. It was a really good rendition. I really enjoyed that. And then we got the band playing, and there was apparently a very famous music producer that was a part of that scene. The musical director, Jules Holland, he's pretty famous as well. So apparently having him on there was like a big thing. But I love his line when he was like, that was absolutely perfect without being actually any good. (laughs) But that rendition was really good. I really enjoyed that. And yeah say you'll be there is everything and then victoria bless her heart who kind of got her own solo but she still had mel b backing her up on vocals during the chorus (laughs) i gotta say though she shines in the way of acting i think there's little subtle things that she does in this movie that you could kind of just go oh she's playing a blank canvas of no emotion but she's not she does really good things that one scene alone which i again i always remember in the hospital with the boy in the coma and they're they're being really nice and she's like and i'm victoria because she's I'm Victoria Malcolm. Yeah, no, on that is something that Victoria Beckham Posh Spice would do. You know, I just, she is so good. By the way, I wanted to ask you before we move on. So when they go and see the aliens, all five of them are dressed exactly how they were at rehearsal, but both scenes were so separate from each mm. other. So I wonder if they filmed those back to back because it's like, why would you literally go into the yep. exact, like even Mel's hair was braided back up. And I'm like, first of all, who did your hair? Secondly, how did you get it that tight again in this part of the movie? Wasn't that must've been that night. And then they cut it and just added it later. I agree. I think it was the same thing. I think it was supposed to happen earlier, but I yeah. love their look in that too they look beautiful in that outfit those outfits at night going to pee in the woods So, yeah, just to bring up Victoria once again, just with her legendary moments that she had in this movie, it was when they read um, Dance Camp. and <gasps> Another amazing. Yes, and they did uh, Sound Off, which is their their army marching, you know, anthem. We're the Spice Girls, yes indeed. Just your power is all we need. We know how we yeah. got this far. Strength and courage in a wonder bra. they were walking through the doorway they all turn it you know turn into having this army gear but posh spice has a camo skirt literally the length of all of her dresses like that is signature posh and i could not have asked for a better joke it, it it's it's her character she had and to do just it. She, walking behind it's exactly amazing. she didn't participate like she's not the one she's not the one and i love that during this scene was never give up on the good times which funny oh, okay so, so, good they're, so they're getting into the routine 
routine before they walk out. Did you notice that Victoria started early? I was like, oh, caught you. Yep, you started too early. But that that whole entire song, that's another song that I wish was produced and put on a single and they never did sound off either. We know how we got this far. Strength and courage and a wonder bra. Right. Always. Right. So good. So good. And that whole thing at night, Rob, do you not love that whole it goes bump in the night scared scene when they all literally, the spy who's our gentleman from, oh my God, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Right. It took me a long while to realize that that was him when I was younger. I had no idea because I was, I, I I wasn't in the Rocky Horror fandom, so I had no idea who that man was. So I was like, it okay. It just hit me this viewing. I'm like, oh my God, it all makes sense now. But when he comes out of the toilet in this dance camp and they all get up and have a reaction shot, it's like what Rob was saying earlier. They all have to have a reaction, but it just makes it so much funnier because they're cutting to the toilet, then they're cutting to water dripping, and then another Spice Girl is waking up. The littlest of sounds, and they're all waking up. <laughs> so good. A lot of other funny things are in here that I think is great. And and one of the biggest things is that they laugh at themselves, right? They're very self-aware about the personas that's given to them, but they also don't want them to be known only for that persona. But then they play into it a lot and make fun of each other for doing it. And so one of the biggest things is that they, they turn to Jerry and they say that she's just the ginger one with useless information about manta rays. Did you know that the largest fish in the world is the manta ray? And then there's a little ginger one that is full of useless information about manta rays. But throughout the whole movie, there's this run-on joke about Jerry always thinking she knows everything. Like, she just has all these facts. But every time that she starts with one of her facts, they cut to Mel C rolling her eyes, and it's the best thing ever. It every is time. So funny. They did this about four times, and I just laughed every single time they do it. And she goes, there are these animals in the jungle or rainforest. That so much that. And then she rolls her eyes again. And it was just so funny. Because she does it so well, Jerry, too. She's so serious. She's holding yeah. like a I think, like a nail polish or something. And she's like, there's these jungle animals. So yeah. good. So good. Yeah. Did you know that the manta rays, you know, Mel B is screaming at the fish. But Mel C <laughs> cut to her and she's rolling her eyes. And it's so funny. It is so funny. I love it. I love it. But... The other thing is, is that when they're doing the photo shoot, which I think is one of the best realistic scenes out of this whole movie that I think is amazing to feature in this movie. Yeah, which is um, Saturday Night Divas. That's the song, which is not a bad song. Yeah. Uh, this scene used to be a highlight watching the movie. I used to wait to this because I loved that whole this whole montage. Yeah. Um, but they do the photo shoot. The photographer, oh my God, Dominic West. Oh my God, he looks so good. I always thought he was such a cutie. But yeah, he's the photographer in this. And I again, I just think it's one of the best parts of the film because they're like, why don't we give each other like different names, you know? And I love Mel C. She's like, sporty, but I'm interested in other things. Spice. And I just... <laughs> That was so funny. But then they decide to mimic each other. And I'll tell you, when I first watched this, I think the first one was Jerry. She walks out in the sporty gear. I thought that was sporty. And then everybody else was like dressed as somebody else. I'm and it so took sporty. me it took me like two or three of them to realize that they were dressing up as each other. Mel B looks great in oh that Jerry. Oh my god. Though, but I just like how she was gyrating. <laughs> 
<laughs> to the middle of the that thing. girl power. And then Victoria, oh my God, Victoria playing baby was the best. She was like, my mommy's my <laughs> best friend. My mommy's my best friend. That was so good. That was so good. Jerry Esporty was really fun too because she was hopping everywhere she it was and then they oh do that God. freeze frame where they come into the camera and the camera snaps this is yeah, all we blah, needed blah, 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 girl carol feminism you know what i mean that's all jerry does it's you know what i mean and she does it so good with the hair flip and everything it's so good such oh, so such good. a funny scene such a funny scene tating their costumes you know like the charlie's angels and the james bond and the grease like all of that was adorable wonder woman yeah Quickie, all that was i think adorable. was one of them. what about my boy lolly pop this whole scene My with the fans on the bus pop. so that's a remake i believe right like that's not yes. a spice girls original i thought it was a spice girls original when i was younger but i did find out that it was a you know a yeah cover. it's like a, oh my god i feel like a 50s i think i yeah. believe yes my okay so i don't know if you remember this in the trailer there was a scene where mel c says oh my god i'm so like I, she was bored or, or i feel down i need a fan yes. and people thought that they meant like a fan to like chill her out but no an actual fan came in screaming and left she goes oh that's better they took that out of the movie they didn't even like feature that but isn't I, there another scene that's cut too they're when they're in the bathroom or something well, i think they're looking in the mirror i actually think that that's a promotional trailer oh yeah you know like made scene that it's not from the movie that but, makes sense yeah because what the hell would they be do- well, i mean i guess they could throw it in there but yeah what the yeah. hell would they be doing but yeah no i thought that was good because then we get one of my favorite and i think it's my favorite like pitch for a movie which is spice wars 5 and they all yes. and they all get assigned what their skill is and then mel b comes in and she blows up the wrong building that's so mel b she would just fuck up and like, i all like oh <laughs> like oh so no funny. but then we also get bob hopskin who shows up for a cameo i love it no the reason at all just because and everything else yeah just because oh you're an english actor you're in the spice world it's like a harry potter movie you're going in the harry potter movie but yeah posh victoria when she falls off the boat was the funniest i don't know why i laugh at that so much it's just hilarious it's just because hilarious. she's so pissed that the fans were in drowning that she she was in the water and she's well she like, didn't oh. even she didn't even want to be there and what happened was is that she was just sitting there minding all business and then the guy does this big u-turn and then all of a sudden she's like screaming holding on to the boat i just thought that image was hilarious did you notice they were playing tomb raider in the back because she's english and she's a strong woman smart spice girls yeah <laughs> do you remember the spice girls playstation game by the way fuck yes i do i own it i play that game a lot staple for me i used to rent it all the time it was such a simple simple game but i bought it so- they looked great in 8-bit i didn't care i love that game
I want to talk about leader of the gang. I know I brought that up earlier. Oh, so yes. This is when they went to Mulan. Now, I, I just, again, just, God, this song was so cool. Everybody was singing this song when they walked out of the theater. It was such a fun song. But I think the scene is hilarious. You've got the manager, who is a wonderful actor now. Yeah, Richard E. Grant. He's such a phenomenal actor. I loved him as the manager, just always getting super pissed off and just angry and about to have an aneurysm. But his fight the between the, the the fight between him and the and the and the Milan guy was I thought was funny. <laughs> but just the dancers coming out. Have you ever heard of compromisation? I was like, Jerry, oh my god, I love her. Yeah, the performance was good. I love the actual cut of the song. But it was also funny, like Baby brings up Buzz and Woody and the alien in this scene too. I thought that was awesome. I've got my teddy, my this, my Buzz Woody and Alien. Yeah, th- this scene was really funny, I thought. And I love the fact how it was so short. Like, that's what famous people do. They go to one location that takes like 12 to t- 20 hours to get to. They're there for a day and they fly all the way back. And they're like, was that yep. really worth it? Was that, I mean, did we really have to do that? It's true, though. I mean, that's what really happened. Which cuts to like one of my favorite jokes in this movie is when they were promised a day off and then Roger Moore calls and was like no they don't get a day off and so the manager Clifford he bribes them I'll give you a chocolate magnum each and Baby's like okay she sold out quick for a magnum I'll buy you a milk chocolate magnum each Okay. Now, honestly, I had no idea what a Magnum was until someone bought one for me at a grocery store maybe like three or four years ago. It was so random. And I looked at the name and it said Magnum. I was like, is this what they were talking about the whole time? And I just love Emma because they played a joke on Clifford and thinking that they were pissed off at him for not getting a day off. And they were like, ha ha, got you. But Emma was like, don't forget my Magnum. And she was for real about it. She was I believed it. She was like, and don't forget my magnum i love that line so much it was just so funny let me tell you those english candies they are not playing around my friend jennifer that i i've been friends since my god now junior high school we started off as pen pals she we used to send candy and stuff back to each other oh my god those english candy bars there's lion bar they are good rob they have such great stuff and can we talk about clifford in his fashion i mean that all green suit that he wore my he was like a riddler i always thought that he was a riddler slash he definitely fits in in a spice world movie with this outfit but here's what was so weird and i honestly usually fast forward through this scene is when he's at the bar getting drunk and like him and like what's her face kim has a moment and he's all like drunkenly trying to hit on i don't know i just i don't know the scene was weird and did they even establish if they slept together no she because right she says we can have a meaningless night that will ruin our professional or something yeah and he said he was up for it it. but the next day they meet and they share a look and then they go right back to business but they never establish if they slept together or not i don't know if they did i don't think they did i think he was too high strung for her he put he couldn't concentrate on the action <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay one other thing that i wanted to bring up was mama the... <laughs> brucey demi they don't know how lucky they are kids today it was the editor 
who was hellbent on bringing them down. So he comes up with a plan. If they got to write about him, let's write bad stuff about him. So he's coming up with the plan and he's like, we're going to get them split up. And then he starts spitting from his mouth and all of this. Now they could have easily just done another take and taken that out. Why do you, is that an English thing? Is that like mocking a specific famous scene from another movie like why did they keep that because that was so gross and weird that they just kept that in the movie I see I thought they did it on purpose because it was too much and then it cuts to that scene when he's being rained on oh no it was the same thing because he gets into this like heavy mode of like domination it's like I'm gonna bring them down and then yeah (laughs) Yeah, rain cloud so the actor very famous so he was on X-Men First Class and uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. You know, I love him. He's so cool. Hugh Laurie showing up out of nowhere just in that one dream sequence of the Clue S. Perot scene about oh, Emma being so smiley. I just like all of the cameos that show up is just crazy. But I think the beginning and the end, like it is literally just the best way to begin and end a film is the fact that the one song that you're waiting for, which is, I guess is the biggest single from the Spice World album, right. is Spice Up Your Life. And it clearly made sense that that was going to be the first number that they start with and I swear to you when their entrance and they walk out all slow and all of them got their extensions in their hair and they look great and just the start of that song in general just having that be the first thing and listening to that and just listening to the whole song I didn't care I was like this movie is so good it is so good right you get the music you get to hear the music that you love because without this movie these songs are iconic for a generation yeah and I think if you were a fan of the Spice Girls, this movie is, to- I, I hate to use the word tolerable because most people are going to say, oh, this is a guilty pleasure or yeah, right. this movie, you know, whatever. And yes, it was super head on cheesy, but just like that was the Spice Girls. That's what you did. And again, the fact that these women love being such goofballs and just just going along for the ride was I just thought such a treat because this movie could have been so different is it perfect no but they I think they had lots and lots of fun and that's exactly what I wanted all in all it's 93 minutes approximately according to my VHS and it truly is a time capsule so if you want to experience what it was like at the height of spice mania in the 90s if you can find it legally or Otherwise, I'd say give it a try for anyone out there. It's happy 25th anniversary to this movie, to the girls. Exactly. Yes, I'm still a huge fan, you know, and I think that even though these these women are not together as a group maybe we won't see them perform for a very long time i think they left a huge legacy on pop culture on pop music and the 90s and you know i've heard the term it's not gen z it's the spice girl generation I've heard this and I am in the Spice Girls generation and proud of it and I love this movie so glad that I got to review it again because I've reviewed this on my podcast as well. Ooh, movie geek and proud. Well, speaking of that, Rob, when you're not hanging out over here... Where can the lovely people find you? Movie Geek and Proud is one. Movie Geek and Proud and also Brunch with the Hollowells, which is a charmed podcast reviewing or recapping every episode from the beginning. 
currently in season seven about to wrap up at the end of the month and we have one more season to go before we wrap it up but yeah currently on all popular podcast apps including spotify apple and google and you can reach the radical retro rewind podcast all one word on instagram we are also available where most podcasts are and youtube if that's your thing thank you rob for being here this week to talk spice Next month, we have a month of love for everybody coming up with February. And um, we'll see you next time, Radical Ones. Remember, spice up your life, Rob. (laughs) Bye, everyone. Bye. I reckon he's got a chance with her because apparently she hasn't had a boyfriend in six months. That's true. But apparently there's these animals in the jungle, rainforest or somewhere like that. Anyway, when the male's courting the female, he goes up to her and pees on her. Oh, Oh, no! Jenny, you should have to! No, but it's his way of showing that he fancies her. And the thing is, they get it on afterwards, mate. To work. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, call me old-fashioned, but I much prefer a bunch of flowers. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.